The NFL Show on the Grilly True Sports Network. The NFL Show is brought to you by PathSecurity.direct. Make sure you check them out for the finest CBD anywhere. Right now, you get two months supply for the price of one. I'm your host, Mike Goodpaster. Right now, I'd like to welcome in my co-host, Sam Teets. How you doing, Sam? Doing great, Mike. Glad we had some NFL news to finally talk about. Yeah, so we are breaking. We will be back at 1 o'clock Eastern time to talk top 10 cornerback tandems in NFL history. But today, Carson Wentz has a new home. And the Philadelphia Eagles have parted ways with their one-time franchise quarterback. After months of speculation, the Eagles have agreed to trade Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, it doesn't seem to me like the Colts are giving up a whole lot here. They give up a third-round pick in 2021 and a conditional 2022 second-round pick, which was reported that if Wentz plays at least 75% of the offensive snaps for the Colts, the 2022 selection bumps to Indianapolis's first-round selection. Is this a good move by the Colts or not, Sam? I think this is a fairly good move by the Colts considering they need a quarterback they can win now with because they're in a situation where they have the offensive line set up. Most of the offensive linemen are still young in that team. They got some good defensive pieces there and Darius Leonard and DeForest Buckner. This is a win-now football team as opposed to the Philadelphia Eagles, which obviously are in total rebuild mode at this point. All the quarterbacks that were available, unless you're getting to Sean Watson, which you wouldn't because you're in the same division as Houston Texans, there are very few guys that I would think are available that would be better off than Carson Wentz. Even if he only gets back to his 2019 form, I still think you would rather go with that kind of version of Wentz than take a shot on someone like an Andy Dalton or a James Winston. So what is Wentz here? Is he the Wentz that we've seen has been really good at times? Or the Wentz we saw this year who threw 15 interceptions, fumbled 10 times, losing four. He was sacked the league high 50 times for a loss of 326 yards. So a lot of the issues I think here uh, may be more the Eagles than Carson Wentz. Well, I do think some of the issues were Carson Wentz because he developed a lot of bad tendencies when he's playing behind Philadelphia's offensive line when it was good and when it was healthy a couple of years ago. The good thing for Carson Wentz, though, is that he's going back to a very similar situation now with the Colts where they have a very good offensive line and he's around Frank Wright again. So he gets to have all the stuff that set him up to play well early on in his career and now gets all that back with the Colts. So I think he'll play around that 2018-2019 form. I don't think he'll ever be what we saw in 2017 when he was an MVP, when he was – fantastic on third down conversions. I don't think we'll ever get that again. But I think we will yeah. get the 2018-2019 form, which for Indianapolis is right around what you need to make at least a, around, to make, at least be a wild card team at that point. Yeah, and when you look at Indianapolis and what they've got compared to what the Philadelphia Eagles had, they have a good offensive line, but you've got Costanzo who's gone. The Colts are not a team that usually buys big in the free agency. So I think the issues you have here are enough weapons maybe at wide receiver for Carson Wentz because with a deep tackle draft, which we've went over before, it looks like maybe you would pick one of those tackles and then, you know, you're not really filling in the playmakers that Carson Wentz needs, but you are giving him a better offensive line. Yeah, I think the offensive line has to be the top priority here, especially when you have someone like Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. And we talked about this. We saw this last year. So in the second half of last season, Jonathan Taylor is fantastic. And if he can do that again, you don't have to throw the ball 500 times with Carson Wentz to be an effective football team. You could throw it 400 times, and as long as you're running with Jonathan Taylor and still be a good team, still win games. The thing with the Colts, though, is they do have some developmental pieces. I do like Michael Pittman Jr. I think he's going to be really good. The issue is going to be you don't get high-end production from guys like Zach Pascal or Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell, I think, is going to be a bust. He's not going to work out long-term. I do expect they'll try to bring back T.Y. Hilton for at least a short-term. And like you said, though, weapons offensively is going to be a problem. Malali Cox, Jack Doyle, the top tight ends, there's no really top wide receiver option here on this team. 
Is Philip Rivers a better option than Carson Wentz, or is Carson Wentz the better option? Well, if you go on based on what Philip Rivers did last year, if you could tell me, I get the twenty nine or twenty twenty version of Philip Rivers versus whatever Carson Wentz is this year, I would almost I would lean towards Philip Rivers. The twenty nine the twenty twenty version of Philip Rivers, sorry, is probably better than what Carson Wentz is we're going to see this year, just because I have no idea how he's going to rebound from being benched per Jalen Hurts and throwing fifteen interceptions in just twelve games. Yeah, and the way he responded to that was not good. And no, that no. has to be a concern. And the elephant in the room with Philip or with Philip Rivers, with Carson Wentz, is can he play seventy five percent of the snaps? And the issue is, I assume Jacoby Brissett's not going to be back. What do you think? Oh yeah, I don't think so. Jacoby Brissett's probably going to go somewhere where they're going to offer him a lot more money. There are enough teams that need quarterbacks out there. He's going to make someone's going to pay him to be a low end starter or a high end backup. And the Colts so, can't afford that. So if you're the Colts, your risk is this. Carson Wentz goes down, and you're stuck with Jacob Eason, and this is all done. Because I don't care what anybody says. I know there's a lot of Colts fans that love Jacob Eason. There's no reason to love Jacob Eason. He was an uh, he was an above-average quarterback in college. We haven't seen him really take any snaps in an NFL football game. I don't even know how many times he dressed last year. So when you look at this with Jacob Eason, I mean, do you try to get an experienced backup quarterback here? I would think you almost have to if you're going to roll with Carson Wentz. No, I absolutely agree. You have to go out and find someone who has some starting experience at some point in their career. It doesn't have to be a good backup quarterback. It could be a Blake Bortles, and you can live with that because even though Blake Bortles isn't that good, at least it's somebody who has a couple of years of starting experience. And if Carson Wentz goes down and misses two or three weeks, you maybe have a chance to win a game with a game manager who just won't turn the ball over. So if you look around and find someone who's got two or three seasons of starting experience, maybe they're in their late 20s, early 30s, get that guy. You don't want Jacob Easton to have his first starting experience this coming season. So I, I think what's more interesting than Colts here is what the Eagles are going to do. Are they going to roll with Jalen Hurts? Are they going to go try to get Nick Foles back, which I think would be stupid? What do you do here if you're the Philadelphia Eagles? You know, I, I've seen more and more people talking about the prospect of them drafting a quarterback in the first round, which to me would be a colossal mistake when they're picking at six, I believe. But at that point in time, the two quarterbacks that you can really trust to potentially turn out in this draft, Lawrence and Field, uh, Lawrence, sorry, Lawrence and Wilson, will both be gone. And I don't think I don't think even Fields probably won't be there either. So to me, if you're Philadelphia, you know you're, that means you're not you're taking, taking a shot on Trey Lance or Mac Jones. You're not taking a shot on, on Mac Jones. Don't do that. And Trey Lance, I mean, like we talked about this, he misses a lot of the the small window throws. He misses those. He's got a big arm, but he doesn't have that that little accuracy that you need to be successful in the NFL. So to me, I could could they take a quarterback in the first one? I could see that. But having a first round quarterback from this year compete with a second round quarterback in Jalen Hurts from last year. But see, kind of ridiculous because you're basically admitting failure on one of those two selections. So I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do here. But I could see, honestly, someone like Ryan Fitzpatrick going into Philadelphia and being there for a year or two as they try to figure out the future. I could see a signing like that. Well, for the Eagles, aren't you kind of admitting failure with the Carson Wentz situation? I mean, because really, as high as you picked him, he was a bust there. I know they won a Super Bowl. I know he had a great year up until week 11 or 12 when he got hurt. But he's not the one that won him the Super Bowl. He got him to the playoffs a couple times. But overall, this has been a failure with Carson Wentz. And I think the handling by Doug Peterson of Carson Wentz was an epic failure also. And you could say something similar about Jared Goff's situation. Jared Goff took the Rams to the Super Bowl and played in that Super Bowl and lost. And now he's no longer on the team. These are both failure situations where the teams gave their quarterbacks too much leverage by signing them to contract extensions well before they had to. And they get stuck with terrible cap situations with quarterbacks who are probably average. I know Carson Wentz is bad this past year, but 
if we're being honest, he's probably somewhere in that 16 to 18 range, realistically, or maybe 14 to 18, somewhere in that range in terms of quarterback play. Same thing with Jared Goff. So this is absolutely a failure by the Philadelphia Eagles. And the way that, you're right, the way Doug Pearson managed him throughout the season uh, was horrific. And we also have to consider, though, how much of that was Carson Wentz's fault. I've heard since Doug Pearson got fired that Carson Wentz wasn't necessarily always sticking to the game plan and following what he was told. Yeah, and that's my biggest concern with Carson Wentz. Uh, I think you get kind of a diva quarterback, which is something that's never going to work out. I think this. I think the Indianapolis Colts, they didn't give up much, so maybe it's worth the risk if you don't have anything else. But I really would roll with Joe. I, I would re-sign Jacoby Brissett before I would roll with Carson Wentz. Well, you can probably do that for a lot cheaper, too. But think about Carson Wentz's contract is still huge. You still have to pay him for a long time. And moving that deal next year is not going to be any easier than it was moving this deal this year. So you really the Indianapolis Colts. You're basically signing up to stick with Carson Wentz for the near future and probably for the rest of Frank Wright's time with the team. So if you're doing that, you have to know that you're going to be able to turn this guy around. Otherwise, you're stuck in a situation where you're going to be turning over your entire coaching staff in two or three years. Whereas you could go with Joe Kobe Brissett and sign him, and he'd be a much cheaper. And you'd probably be able to move on from much quicker in case things didn't work out. All right, so right now, if I ask you, are the Indianapolis Colts a Super Bowl contender headed into next year, what would you say? No. No, I think they're play- I think they're going to make the playoffs just because that division is so bad right now. They've got the Tennessee Titans who just don't have a defense. Other than that, they're pretty good. But I could see them still making the playoffs. There are seven teams getting- coming out of the AFC. I don't think they're going to get past the second round. I mean, maybe they get there. They got close against Buffalo this past year. But I, I don't see them getting past the, co- uh, the divisional round. There's no way. How about this? I don't see the Colts making the playoffs. I, I think you've got a question at tackle. Uh, you got one good running back, but Marlon Mack's probably going to be gone, correct? So yeah. you lose depth there. You still have issues at wide receiver. You got Carson Wentz, who's a statue that holds onto the ball too long. I, I mean, Phillip Rivers was a statue, but he didn't hold onto the ball too long. And Phillip Rivers has been consistently through his career a top half of the league quarterback. Carson Wentz was terrible this year. And you can sit there and you can tell us, well, you know, he had third string linemen, he's running, his wide receivers weren't that good. He made the playoffs with the worst cast the year before. So I think here, this is an attitude thing. I think the Indianapolis Colts are going to regret making this trade, even though they didn't give up that much. And it also would surprise me if the Colts lose that first round pick, because I think whoever the backup quarterback is in Indianapolis will eventually play for Carson Wentz. Yeah, the idea that Carson Wilson would come in and start all 16 games next year and be fantastic and be the guy he was from 2017 through 2019 is a little bit far-fetched. I mean, he has one, he has two 16-game seasons in his career. Only one of those was really what you can consider him maybe a top-10 guy, maybe a, a fringe top-10 guy during that year. So if you're the Indianapolis Colts, you have to know what you're buying into here. And I, the question mark here is how much of this is an ego thing for, an ego thing for Frank Wright and for the coaching staff that they believe they can turn him around and make him the MVP quarterback again? I mean, you might be biting off more than you can chew in that kind of situation. With coaches, especially head coaches, especially in the NFL, it's always an ego thing. You know, that's why I wouldn't be surprised if Cam Newton re-signs with the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick just wants to show everybody he can make Cam Newton a great quarterback again also. I think we see this all over the place. We see it in New Orleans where, you know, they're trying to make Taysom Hill the starting quarterback. It's not going to work. It's not just not going to work. The guy's not a starting NFL quarterback. Carson Wentz to me, I don't think, if I had a choice between Carson Wentz and Jared Goff, I'm taking Jared Goff. Oh, yeah. 
No, I totally agree with you. And last year, I would have said you'd be insane for taking Jared Goff over Carson Wentz. But based on I would have, I would have said I was insane for that too. Yeah, but based on what we've seen, Jared Goff at the very least has been more healthy. He's been much more stable. He's turning the ball over quite a bit as well. But Carson Wentz, if you're going to have a guy who potentially has diva tendencies and does not respond well at all to the idea of a quarterback competition or the idea of being benched because you're playing poorly, if he can't respond to that, then it's really tough to work with the quarterback. All right, Sam, we will be back with a regular NFL show at 1 o'clock Eastern in about 10 minutes. And we will talk about the top 10 quarterback cornerback tandems in NFL history. You make sure you follow Sam Teets at Sam Teets 33. You can follow me at Grueling Truth. But until about seven to 10 minutes from now, I'm my good pastor. He's Sam Teets. You've been watching and listening to the Grueling Truth, where the legends speak. <laughs>